0: Everybody. Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Dime Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me as always is your uh is your big Texas boy, your co-host, Andy Hart. yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yee-haw! Welcome to the show, listeners. Say, Andy, why are we talking like Texas?
1: Because today's episode is all about the great state of Texas. That's right, folks, the Republic of Texas. Uh, This week, we're talking about a real Texas phenomenon known as the Lights.
0: The Lights, So named for the town Marfa... That's right. In West Texas. There's a uh, small, this is what we actually sound like listeners. Shocker. I know. <laughs> For first time <laughs> listeners, we're not actually Texans. <laughs> uh, we are talking about a strange light phenomena that takes place in the tiny West. It's like Southwest, right? Yeah. It's near, yeah. near to the Mexican right. border. Uh, southwestern town of Marfa. Marfa. In, uh, in Texas. Yeah. And uh, it's a, uh, some say it's a UFO phenomena. Some people say it's ghosts. Some say it's a ghost phenomena. But uh, it's something like a phenomena. (laughs) Phenomena. (laughs) 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 Phenomena. (laughs) (laughs) But Andy, you know what? We're going to give you the whole friggin enchilada. (laughs) <laughs> what these lights Open are. Open your
1: mouth holes and get your bellies ready because the enchiladas coming steaming at you. This Hot. is
0: this is Texas special. This is enchilada. Tex- Mex enchilada today. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, and we can't wait. So if you can't wait, if you're hungry and raring mm. to go.
1: Mm. Uh
0: yummy. You know what? There's a timestamp in the description. In the show notes, you can find a timestamp scrub right ahead you will get straight to the research that's right dig right in looking for that texas oil find <laughs> find your own texas tea yeah uh because first andy and i we like to do a little we like to have a little fun and we like to talk about how the titular mr bunker of mr bunker's conspiracy time podcast captured us brought us to the bunker Mm -hmm. forced us to podcast about this topic the marfa lights yeah we want we want you to know we want each other to know yeah how we ended up here oh yeah and uh you know what andy i've got a i've got a fun one what happened to you art i've got uh i've got a smart one should i say smart art smart art smart art you know what andy we're we're reaching that age where you're kind of thinking like 45 (laughs) i'm 45 (laughs) The way you said that. (laughs) This is what I do. This is my life. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, We're reaching that age, Andy. (laughs) No, not 45. Nobody's 45 here. You're closer than you. You're you're approaching 50. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we're closer to... Oh, fuck. I forget the stat. We're the same.
1: The 1990s. This, we're the same time amount of time away from 1990 as we are from 2050. Isn't that fucking nuts? No, it's
0: just. Yeah, that's just how numbers work. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck you, dude. Mathematically speaking. Anyway, Andy, um, I'm reaching that age where it's kind of like, are you going to go back to school? Are you going to go get that higher degree? Are you going to try and further your career? Now's the time, Andy. Uh, you know what? To try and secure a better job, so I was looking online for some universities that I can um, enroll in. Yeah. You know that'll that'll take me. You know, I've got a lot of things that I got to look out for, and I found this. I found this school called Mister Bunker's Education Time University.
1: I know what you're <laughs> oh, thinking.
0: Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I hope that you do. But you know what? It might not be the titular Mister Bunker. It might just be a coincidence. I don't know. That seems like a pretty wild coincidence, Andy. I'm not smart enough to know. I don't have a higher ed degree. <laughs> if only you had a master's degree, then maybe I could figure it out. Boy, oh boy! I really liked all the classes. A real catch twenty two. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Joseph Heller Estate is gonna sue. But yes, <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Um. I like the courses they offered. Plus, they gave me financial aid, Andy. Wow. So How much? <laughs> enough. What were the
1: classes that you were so intrigued well,
0: with? Well, you know, Andy, I decided I I, just, I, I looked online and I saw I could major in being a chill-ass dude okay, okay. with a minor in podcasting. And I thought, man, that, that's like geared towards me. Yeah. and And all the courses... Seem to be geared towards, you know, me and my kind of their their independent study curriculum. Well, Andy, I don't know. Wait till you hear some of these courses. Uh, I could take Hentai 101. (laughs) That's you for sure. Complaining about Netflix's The Witcher. (laughs) Yep. You know what? (laughs) That's on on point. Fighting about pizza with New Yorkers. I mean, that's a course. (laughs) Literally fighting about anything with New Yorkers is your specialty. (laughs) Rubik's Cube Theory. Oh, God. Human Emotions. There's more than three. (laughs) Yeah. The art of art? I mean, what the heck? I think you should take that human emotions class. <laughs> you and a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Muppet magic. Muppets doing magic. I mean, who doesn't want to take a course in that? That does sound fun. <laughs> uh, here's, here's a great one. Extreme lit. The poetry and ride pimpetry of exhibit. There you go. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. Great course. Four credits. <laughs> yeah. Golf course management. Understanding David Lynch, what am I missing? Seriously, it doesn't make sense half the time, but I wanna like it. Yeah. You do, you do want to like it a lot. Uh here's a Chicago classic Oprah Winfrey Oprah Oprah Winfrey, TV tycoon and roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, life is a simulation. That's right. Uh Cooking with Fire, a study abroad course on a beautiful tropical island, sponsored by the Fire Festival and taught by Ja Rule. Ooh, cool. That's fun. I like that. Tight watery or how not to blow your monthly savings on Cube Lube. Yeah.
1: Wait, tight watery? Yeah.
0: Tight watery. Oh,
1: tight watery. Yeah. Not
0: watery. No, watery. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Like being a tight wad. That's right. Uh, Raw denim jean lecture hall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah. And of course, underwater basket weaving. Yep, yeah. Gotta have that. I mean, no good higher ed university is complete without underwater basket weaving. Is that a reference? It's just underwater basket weaving. Okay, uh, it's a great course. So anyway, Andy, I signed up for all of those courses. Um, I just couldn't get enough. I couldn't wait to get my degree. And um, I aced every single course. Of course, uh, they were all geared towards me.
1: Yeah, I don't see. I don't see how you could have
0: not done well.
1: It in was any a of breeze.
0: And as I was crossing the stage to get my diploma, you know how they have a very specific manner in which you have to, you shake the dean's hand, and then he gives you the diploma with the other hand, right? Right. As, of course, Bunker, it was Bunker. Uh, Yeah, I mean. As the dean of the university. uh, Yeah. I know that now that I have a higher ed degree. (laughs) I have a, I have a master's in being a chill-ass dude right. with a minor in podcasting. So you, you were able to see through this extremely thin ruse that Mr. Well, bunker conducted. You say thin, I say surprisingly complex. <laughs> Andy, I would know I have a master's degree. Okay, you don't. Uh, Touche. And so as he handed me the diploma, I fell through a giant trap door and landed here in the bunker. Yep, that seems about right. So, Andy, it turns out having a master's degree can't make you see everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you you signed up when you didn't
0: yeah. have a master's degree. So, so tr- Very true, Andy. Very true.
1: Now, probably if you saw an ad for Mr. Bunker's Education Time University, you probably would not sign up and take classes. I would like to think so. You know, I'm glad, though, because he
0: didn't hurt you. I didn't get hurt. You know, uh, and I got to learn a little bit about all Mm -hmm. the stuff that I love. Yeah. Like exhibit. I was a big Pimp My Ride fan. Yeah. I watched that show a lot. Yeah. It was a good show. Have you pimped any rides since getting your degree? I haven't had the opportunity. I landed here in the bunker after graduating today, but maybe when we go out, I can pimp your ride. Yeah. Would you like to play PlayStation 2 in the back of your... uh... In the back of your car? Um, or one. Playsta- or orig- original PlayStation. What about an aquarium right in front of the windshield? <laughs> Wouldn't that be dope? If you looks like a- you're driving through the ocean. Yeah. If you could figure out a way to make the windshield just an aquarium, <laughs> that would be perfect. How about a full working kitchenette in the passenger seat? Glove <laughs> glove compartment.
1: Um, I wonder, though, <laughs> would you be able to put a trampoline park in the trunk? <laughs> with
0: the PlayStation 2, I got to see what my boys can do. Well, check into it. I got to go down to my chop shop and uh yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Maybe I'll go ask uh Jesse James Monster Garage, see what he can do. Little oh boy. Or even better, Orange County Choppers. <laughs> yeah, get 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 the Paul Tuttle and uh his Paul? Paul, I think I think they're both named Paul, right? But it's Tuttle Senior and Tuttle Junior. Yeah, get Junior and Senior in there. They were the original... They were before Pawn Stars. They were the original dad and son yeah. fighting crew that had a lot of problems. hmm And drug abuse, I think. Does the Pawn Stars Allegedly. have a lot of drug abuse? I think so. Didn't, like, Chumley go to jail for meth? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but he's not related. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> he's not related. Really, he's part of the family, Andy. Oh, okay. Come on. He's like family. Have a heart. But he's not blood. <laughs> Yankin, Yank, Yankin.
1: <laughs> well, Art, um, I I had an interesting experience getting here, yeah, today, and it was kind of a long con, to be honest with you. Ooh, um, you know, my wife and and I have been, um, uh, recently we purchased a uh, indoor garden unit, um. So it's called an arrow garden. Oh, um, like arrow space, right? Exactly. And what it is is yeah. Let's get up close on the mic and talk about this. We're like NPR. Yeah. Uh, what it is is it's a uh, it's it's a garden uh, that you use indoors. Uh, it has a basin where you plant pods of soil that have seeds in them. There's a water pump. Inside of the unit, uh, there's a grow light attached to it, an Ooh. LED light. Uh, it has an automatic timer. Wow. So the light comes on. it's uh, formulated to be optimal for the type of produce that you plant in the garden. You're growing herb? Yeah, we're growing
0: herbs. You're um, growing some bud? Some sticky icky?
1: No, even though marijuana is legal now and I would be well within my rights as an Illinois citizen to grow marijuana in my home if i want i choose not to (laughs) uh we uh we got a uh a package it's a it's a nine spot garden Mm. so there's room for nine different things in it and they send you a complimentary pack of
0: little basil it has, parsley.
1: It's got uh scallion. It's got two Genovese basil, uh one Thai basil. Ooh. Um, there's dill. Oh, I love dill. Chives, thyme, curly parsley, and flat leaf parsley. How
0: big is this thing? Uh
1: it's not that big. Does it fit it's, on a windowsill? Not in a windowsill, but it fits easily on the kitchen counter. I mean, depending on your windowsill. Maybe I'll get one of them. Mm, you should think about it. Okay. Um, I hope you have a better experience than I did. Oh, no. Um, so we have all these herbs growing. Yeah. And this thing is great. It's very low maintenance. You get a little bottle of plant food. You just dump some of that in. Which is something every, you need in your house. Once every... <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially considering living with you. Yeah. Ooh, talk about high maintenance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I need I need everything to be easy. Because I don't do any work. Everyone else has to take care of me. Um. And then you just have to, you know, keep it stocked with water. Sure. And then uh, that's that's pretty much it. It does everything else on itself. Oh, yeah. Um, the herbs were sprouting. We're starting to get some little bit of harvesting going. And they're great. They taste delicious. Beautiful in, t- in your cooking. You oh, know, yeah. We like
0: to cook at home. Yeah, you got to have that. Th- those herbs can really brighten up a dish. Yeah. A little sprinkle of cilantro. Yeah. Throwing a little dill into your tuna mayo. Yeah. Make a nice dill aioli, Dill aioli. fucking uh, work it up. Yeah, work some magic. You get it. Experiment. Yeah, <laughs> never be afraid to
1: experiment, listeners. <laughs> um, so these herbs are growing. They're, things are going great. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's a lot of herbs though. Oh yeah. And we don't always we don't always use in the same quantity all the different herbs. Uh huh. Um, and the dill in particular. Uh, I like it a lot, but Amanda's not as fond of it. And so, I like a lot. Too. The plant uh, itself is is growing. I mean,
0: extremely large. So you almost have like a little little shop of little shop of horrors right. situation going on. Right,
1: here. right. This dill. This dill plant is getting out of control. It's just going crazy. And it's just growing, you know, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's near a window, so it gets, even when it gets above the grow light, there's still sunlight for part of the day. And so it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And, you know, finally I say, I think I'm going to just trim this down. Yeah, you probably should. You know, prune it. I mean, if it dies, it dies because we weren't using that much of it anyway. How much does dill cost, you know? Yeah, so... So I I said, I'm going to prune this and uh, I go to, I get my little, my little kitchen shears Mm -hmm. and I go over to the plant and I start to try to prune it. And the thing like one of the branches of the dill plant just swats the shears right out of my hand. Wow! And, you know, I'm like, okay, well maybe it was like pinned or something. Maybe when I touched it. And uh, so I go pick up – I go to pick up the shears and I bend over completely at the waist Hi. because that's how I pick up stuff. Um, so I bend fully, you know, at the waist down to the ground and uh, – Really? Is that how you do it?
0: That's, fuck.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> there's also the the golf method, which is how you get your ball out of the cup on the green is you, you pivot to one leg – and you just sort of, like, drop down, mm. balancing on one leg. True. But I, I choose to bend over completely at the waist. Okay. Um, and
0: as soon as I do that... Because you love showing off that plumber's crack. Um,
1: yes, I do. None of my pants come quite up enough. Uh, as soon as I bend over at the waist completely, I get kicked squarely in the ass. <gasps> and I fall on my face oh onto my the floor. God. So I, as quickly as I can, I spin around onto my back, and there I see it. This anthropomorphic dill plant has climbed out of the arrow garden and is now towering above me. Wow. And it picks me up, and it starts, like, choking me. Okay. Things are getting kinky. Yeah. And my pants fall off (laughs) by themselves. I didn't do anything to take them off. And my pants fall off and this dill plant is choking me and it smells great. And then the next thing I know, I mean, the garden is in our kitchen and it's right by our back door. Right. And then all of a sudden the back door just busts open and there's Bunker <gasps> and he puts me in a big sack and the sack is full of dill <laughs> and he dumps in a solution of uh, salt and water and sugar oh my god and some other some other spices like coriander seed and uh mustard seed mustard seed and black peppercorns. black peppercorns starneys no. no uh and sumac uh he seals the bag it's like a plastic bag oh
0: my god tosses
1: then the dill golem tosses me into the back of a refrigerated truck and we come to the bunker
0: he pickled me What a pickle. I was in a pickle. You were really in a pickle. (laughs) I was pickled tink. Jeez, I've heard of dill weed, but dill andy? Yeah. I'm not kosher.
1: (laughs) You wouldn't cut it. No, a lot of pork in my colon. (laughs) Always.
0: Oh Oh my God, I've heard of a Venus flytrap, but a dill andy? Well, Andy, that's quite a pickle. Yeah. I bet you taste delicious. Yeah. I mean... Were you licking... Is that what you were licking yourself for?
1: Yeah, it tastes great, by the way. But, you know, this situation, it was not all bad. We got all these herbs. I mean, it
0: was really, like, sweet and sour. God damn it. <laughs> like pickles. <laughs> yeah. Bread and butter. butter. Bread and butter. That's, have, that's your bread and butter. That's my bread and butter. Yeah, I... I'm glad that he I, went with sour
1: dill. I, I mean, I always relish the opportunity oh, to be able to grow fresh food in this.
0: the home. Fuck this. <laughs> fuck you. I wish that dill golem killed you. <laughs> he almost did. <laughs> choked you out. He choked fucking me. And then submerged. Iceman Chuck
1: Liddell style choked you out. <laughs> he strangled me for a while, then completely submerged me in brine. <laughs> If anything, you should be impressed that I'm not
0: dead. <laughs> I'm impressed that you've made it this far. Cherished my life. <laughs> oh boy. Well, Andy, um, truly the unexplained happens every week on this show, and yes. this topic is uh possibly possibly no different. Yeah. Uh the Murphalites, a uh pretty well known phenomena uh here in west texas and uh where we are
1: here in west texas that's where we live yeah
0: um (laughs) and we're gonna get into it we're gonna talk about what people think it is what other people think it is and yeah yeah that's that's the basis of it well that's it that's the story so let's jump right in Andy. let's get into our let's let's saddle up our horses and let's head on down to the range uh, texas (laughs) <laughs> and let's go hunting for the Marfa lights here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast.
1: Yahoo! <laughs> Howdy, art. This week, Mr. Bunker's got us, a couple of bona fide, wussy fied city boys, headed out to the great state of Texas.
0: Yeehaw! I'm ready and raring to go, Andy. Get along, little doggy. Y'all,
1: Glad to see you're all in and ready to Texas hold me, partner. That means you won't mind me saddling up today's topic with a good old-fashioned cowboy song. <clears throat> Out in the West Texas town they call Marfa, I saw some lights that were not quite
0: explained. Well, bless your heart, Andy. Whew, that was beautiful. Unfortunately, I think you're uh, all hat and no cattle. What? You're no Marty Robbins. Boy, howdy. That singing made you sound like you're from New York City. New, New York, York City?
1: City? All right. So maybe I'm not cut out to be an oil wildcatter or to hyper-enforce the death penalty. I'm just not a Texan. Today's topic, though, is Texas as hell. Today we're talking about the Marfa Lights, which is a blanket term used to describe a bunch of weird lights seen near the western Texas town of Marfa. Marfa, which is about 60 miles from the Mexican border, is in the Big Bend area of Texas, uh, so named for the Big Northward Bend in the Rio Grande. Uh, surrounded by the Chihuahuan Desert, Marfa is a small, remote city. Yet every year, hordes flock to Marfa for a chance to see the
0: somewhat famous Marfa Lights. That's right, Andy. And a lot of those people are headed to the official Marfa Lights viewing area, which we'll call Mulva. Rhymes with Volva. That it does from now on. The Mulva is about nine miles east of Marfa on U.S. Highway 90. Some folks will tell you that that's the best spot to look for the Marfa Lights uh, is the south-southwest of the Mulva, between the Big Bend Telephone Company Tower and Chinati Peak. Some folks might also call the Marfa Lights uh, by a different name because they go by a lot of different monikers. Ghost Lights, Weird Lights, Mystery Lights... Chinati lights, but not crystalite. No, that's in my fridge. Yeah. However, you say it, Andy. The phenomena is usually the same. James Bunnell, a retired NASA engineer, Marfa High School grad, and Marfa lights researcher, described the experiment, the experience, like this in his book, "Hunting Marfa Lights." <clears throat> Quote. You might see mysterious orbs of light suddenly appear above desert foliage. These balls of light may remain stationary as they pulse on and off with intensity varying from dim to almost blinding brilliance. Then again, these ghostly lights may dart across the desert or perform splits and mergers. Light colors are usually yellow-orange, but other hues including green, blue, and red are also seen. Marfa mystery lights usually fly above desert vegetation, but below background mesas, end quote.
1: So basically what we're dealing with here are some shining, blinking, dancing, some might even say playful, lights. While Bunnell gives a good description and has seen the lights on multiple occasions, he's certainly not the first one to do so. The first alleged historically recorded sighting of the Marfa lights happened way back in 1883, Cowhand Robert Reed Ellison was driving cattle through nearby Paisano Pass when he saw a flickering light in the distance. Ellison thought what he was seeing was a Native American Apache campfire. He told some other settlers, and they told Ellison they'd seen similar lights before, but were never able to find evidence of camps or campfires. A couple of years later in 1885, Joe and Ann Humphreys report seeing a strange light. O.W. Williams, a former attorney turned surveyor, Is also alleged to have written about the Marfa lights in the 1880s. The story goes that Williams heard about the lights from a Mexican guide who heard about them from Native Americans. According to the guide, the Native Americans called the lights Alsates Ghost, so named for an Apache chief who was killed by Mexicans. O.W. Williams' grandson, a one time Texas gubernatorial candidate most well remembered for comparing bad weather to rape during his campaign, Clayton Williams, says that while his grandfather's story is true, it was never actually written down.
0: Some stories were written down, though. In 1945, the San Angelo Times ran a story about the Marfa Lights. The first published Marfa Lights account appeared in July, in the July uh, 1957 issue of Coronet Magazine. Other accounts followed the uh, Coronet story. Uh, In total, James Bunnell accounts 34 sightings reported from 1945. To 2008, in 2003, in pursuit of an explanation for the mystery lights, Bunnell erected monitoring stations around Marfa to capture the phenomena. Bunnell's research shows that there are an average there are an average 9.5 Marfa lights on an average 5.2 nights per year. Despite the data, Bunnell thinks still thinks that the monitoring stations only record about 50% of all Marfa light sightings. Almost everyone
1: has the same question about the Marfa lights. What are they? We're going to throw out some suggestions here, but honestly, nobody really knows for certain what the Marfa lights are. Explanations really run the gamut from the scientific to much more speculative. Some Native Americans say the lights are falling stars. The lights uh, have also been accused of being dancing devils, the ghosts of Spanish conquistadors looking for gold, extraterrestrial crafts, Or maybe just owls with lights under their feathers. Uh, I know you like that one, Art. (laughs) Our hopefully soon-to-be best friend Brian Dunning of Skeptoid thinks that the most likely explanation for the Marfa lights is that they're actually happening due to temperature variations in different layers of airs. That is a mirage. Now, mirages happen due to bending light rays in parts of air with different densities. In certain atmospheric conditions, there may be a cold layer of air and a hot layer of air right on top of each other. Air that is colder is more dense, which is basically a description of me. Cool, but dense. Hot air is less dense, which is just like art. Hot, lacking density. To an observer, light rays reflected off an object may pass from one layer of air to another, causing the light to get bent and creating essentially an optical illusion to the observer. Specifically, the Marfa lights are suspected of being caused by superior mirages, where a layer of cool air is underneath a layer of warm air. Superior mirages are typically more stable than inferior mirages because the warm and cool air are less likely to invert. As we all know, warm air rises and cool air sinks. And the air in the bunker stinks. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue, it's an open-faced toilet and I just took a poo. A superior mirage will make the object reflecting light appear to be higher than it actually is, so objects have the
0: appearance of hovering. In support of our future bro, Brian Dunning's hypothesis, I'll point out that Marfa is in the desert. <laughs> Temperatures in the area can swing from 40 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit, or about 22 to 28 degrees Celsius for you metric heads out there. Ooh, metric heads. <laughs> uh, between high and low in the day, that's, that's a pretty significant degree. Marfa lights are also seen primarily at dusk and dawn, which leads to the second part of Dunning's opinion. Marfa lights are mostly lights from cars passing on nearby highways. Dunning cites a 2004 study undertaken by the Society of Physics Students at the University of Dallas, Texas. Go Comets! The the UTAD team spent four days investigating the lights seen southwest of the Mulva. The team used video cameras, traffic monitoring equipment, and a chase car to run the experiment. The report prepared by the team basically says that all the Marfa lights they observed were just car headlights. The team determined that US Highway 67 is visible from the MOLVA. Further, using the traffic monitoring equipment, they determined that the frequency of the lights observed from the MOLVA corresponded with traffic on Highway 67, even recording the lights moving in a linear, predictable path, with all of the lights observed following the same path. The team also parked their chase car uh, on Highway 67, flashing its headlights. The lights were visible from the Molva and looked like Marfa lights. When other cars on 67 passed the chase car, it looked like one of the Marfa lights overtaking another Marfa light. The chase car did not report seeing any Marfa lights during the study. Interestingly, too, the team recorded that the highest volume of traffic on Highway 67 also corresponded with frequency in sightings of morpholites. So, what are y'all thinking, cowboy? Y'all fixing to make this here case closed? Y'all think I'm going to
1: say case closed right now? Shooey, that makes me madder in a wet hen. We promised the listeners we'd get them the whole dadgum enchilada on this here topic. And by golly, that's what I'm fixing to do. So listeners, Brian Dunning and the UTAD physics students think that the Marfa lights are pretty much attributable to the headlights of automobiles. Now I'm sure you're remembering what we told you before. Robert Reed Ellison, Joe and Ann Humphreys, and O.W. Williams all reported Marfa light sightings in the 1880s. Surely those experiences can't be explained by car headlights. Very true, but consider this. We already mentioned that O.W. Williams, despite getting credit for being the first person to write about a Marfa Lights experience, didn't actually write anything down. The same is true for Ellison. Ellison's account of the Marfa Lights has largely been transmitted through his family, which he shared with them verbally. Interestingly, Ellison wrote a memoir in 1937, but never mentions the Marfa Lights. Similarly, there's no written account of the Humphreys experience either. In these cases of older encounters with Marfa lights, the stories are maybe as much folklore as anything. Something else to consider is the nature of the stories and how they changed over time. The earliest stories about Marfa lights usually involve someone seeing one light, and the experience is fairly unremarkable. As time has gone on, though, the stories of Marfa lights have gotten more elaborate. Tales now tell of multiple lights interacting with each other, changing colors, darting around. One observer even claims to have touched a marphalite, which popped like a bubble. Clearly, these observers should become improvisers because they know how to yes and. And a lot better than me. (laughs) Another point. Maybe the mirage angle is the correct one, but maybe car headlights aren't the only thing at play here. Consider that a mirage could also make heavenly bodies appear differently than normal. Things like stars and planets that are routinely visible. Michael Hall wrote a piece for Texas Monthly where he investigated the Marfalites. In the piece, he meets a local named Linda Armstrong. Linda shot a video of a Marfalite, which Linda said she'd seen out her window every day for three weeks. She thought initially it was a star, but one cloudy day, the light appeared to be in front of the clouds. Linda lets Michael spend the night outside on her property in the hopes that he'll get a chance to see the light show. At 5.20 a.m., Linda wakes Michael up because the light is in the sky. Turns out, it was just Venus all along. Possibly a lot of Marfa light sightings are just regular old planets and stars.
0: Okay, so maybe there's some doubt about the car headlights hypothesis. That shouldn't deter us from getting the whole enchilada. Hey, come on try you chunker. Nothing is forever. There's got to be something better than in the bunker. But me and Cinder Randy, we've put it all together. We can drive it home with one headlight. Wow, Jacob Dylan, welcome to the bunker. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> anyway, according to O.W. Williams' grandson, Clayton, most of the lights uh, people see are actually cars, but some aren't. He says you can tell because the real Marfa lights don't move like the car headlights move. The sentiment is supported by Kerr uh, Mitchell, a local whose family loaned their name to the Mitchell flat uh, near Marfa, uh, where a lot of the Marfa lights are seen. Kerr says that the lights uh, you can see from the Mulva are for tourists, but they're not the real Marfa lights. So then just what the heck are they, Andy? Could it be an electromagnetic radiation phenomenon? Well,
1: in 2008, a team of Texas State University, go Bobcats, scientists headed out to MARFA with their spectroscopy equipment to check it out. For those not in the know, like me, spectroscopy is the study of the absorption and emission of light and other radiation by matter as related to the dependence of these processes on the wavelength of the radiation. Essentially, it's the study of how matter interacts with electromagnetic radiation. For those even less in the know, so again, people like me and Art, uh, electromagnetic radiation is a type of radiation that includes radio waves, visible light, X-rays, and gamma rays. So what did the Texas State team find? The team used their spectroscopy equipment to view lights from the MOVA for 20 nights. They determined that a number of the lights they recorded could have seemed initially to be of an unknown origin. However, the lights were ultimately attributable to small fires or... Car headlights.
0: Back to car lights, huh? Shh. Well, then let me take us down a little different path. A path to the swamp. Oh, the swamp. A swamp gas, that is. Some people think the Marfa lights are just swamp gas. Swamp gas is a phenomenon that has been recorded all over the world. Typically in bogs and marshes. And naturally, swamps. So, for you Magic the Gathering people, black decks. <laughs> okay. Essentially, phosphine and methane gases get released by organic matter and then bubble up from the swamp. And in the right conditions, these gas bubbles can be ignited by oxygen, making a bit of a light show. That said, the behavior of typical swamp gas isn't really consistent with what people report about the behavior of the Marfa lights.
1: Hmm. Well, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is James Bunnell's hypothesis. Walter thinks that the lights are caused by igneous rock under Mitchell Flat creating a uh, piezoelectric charge. Uh now if you don't understand piezoelectricity you're in good company because to be <laughs> honest I don't either. Uh but let me try to explain. I have this feeling as something to do with a big tasty pie. Yeah, right? Like it feels like this should be a dessert. <laughs> like a shocking dessert. Uh piezoelectricity though art is an electric charge that builds up in certain materials, like uh, igneous rock in this case, in response to applied stress. Piezoelectricity is applied to some pretty common places, like the ignition source for cigarette lighter, for example. Bunnell's hypothesis is that geological activity, such as an earthquake, applies stress to the igneous rock under Mitchell Flat, building up the piezoelectric charge, which eventually gets discharged in the form of something kind of like a ball of lightning. People see these electrical discharges, and those are the Marfa lights. Admittedly, though, this hypothesis has no real, definitive proof or strong evidence at this point.
0: Okay, egghead. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with the incomprehensible science mumbo jumbo. Let's talk about something everyone can understand, maybe, and hopefully, the Marfa are caused by cryptids. Oh, that's just what cryptozoologist Jonathan Whitcomb thinks. Whitcomb's hypothesis is that the Martha lights are caused by still living flying dinosaurs. Here we go. Living uh, pterosaurs and pterodactyls to be exact. Okay. Whitcomb thinks these dinosaurs emit lights to attract bugs. Once the bugs come over to the lights, bats swoop in to eat the bugs. That's when the dinosaurs make their move. Flying in hot to eat up those bats. Come on. We all wanted to be this one, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. For you eight-year-olds out there, I know you yeah. wanted to be this one.
1: All the children listening to this podcast love want this. to be paleontologists, hypothesis. like yeah. I did.
0: Maybe not surprisingly, though, the, uh, the hypothesis isn't super well supported. Oh. First, Whitcomb has never been to Martha, and so has never seen the Martha lights or any flying dinosaurs in the area. That said, he did travel. Uh, before to Papua New Guinea to investigate the possibility of living flying dinosaurs there. Unfortunately, he didn't find any flying dinosaurs there. Also, he admits he's never had any scientific training. (laughs) So, he's in kindred spirits here. He's just like
1: us. (laughs) Now, how about this? What if the Marfa lights are just a big publicity stunt? A Marfa local, Armando Vasquez, had a Marfa light experience in 1971. After having that experience, he thought it would be a great idea for Marfa to exploit the lights for profit. A true American. Vasquez started petitioning the town to do something to bring in tourists. According to Vasquez, he was concerned for the future of Marfa, which was in danger, he felt, of becoming a ghost town. Finally, in 1986, the city of Marfa started hosting its annual lights festival, which brings in visitors from
0: all over, hoping for a chance to see the fabled lights. The Marfa lights... Seemingly so full of mystery, but uh, is there any actual mystery here? Maybe the Marfa lights are truly an unexplained phenomenon. Maybe they're just car lights. Maybe they're electrical discharge or electromagnetic radiation. Maybe, I pray, they're bioluminescent flying dinosaurs who eat bats and jackrabbits. Maybe it's all just a big money grab by the city of Marfa. Whatever the case, let's end the research the way we started it by sharing a tune with you, our listeners. Hit it, Andy! The lights lights of Marfa Marfa are upon you you. all the live long day.
1: The lights
0: lights of Marfa Marfa are upon
1: You you. you. You cannot get away. Do not think you can escape them at night or early in the morn.
0: The lights Lords of Morph are more far more upon you
1: Till a Honda, a Honda blows its horn, horn.
0: Welcome back, listeners. That was our little trip to Texas to talk about the research behind the Marfa Lights. Uh, Thank you for riding along with us there, listeners. We know the trail was rough and bumpy. hoo Marfa, Marfa, Marfa. (laughs) Marfa, Marfa, Marfa. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Brady Bunch. Hey, you think Marfa sounds like you were trying to say the word Martha, but you burped halfway through? (laughs) Marfa. <laughs> yeah, it does. Boy, Andy, uh, <laughs> you know what, Andy? I got to say, uh, yeah, I, I had it. not a lot to sink your teeth into, huh? Here, little, really? little disappointed by this topic, don't wow. you think?
1: Um, you know, uh, I don't know that I'm disappointed. Yeah. Um, I think I see why Mr. Bunker asked us to do this. Yeah. Uh, I think that. If you can say anything for the Marfalites, it's that there's nothing that's been proven. Yeah. Definitively.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the thing that I think is pretty cool about the Marfalites is that this is actually a thing yeah. that you could go and you could see. It's not like Bigfoot, where it's suspected to exist, but right. nobody's ever actually gotten any proof. Like, right. the Marfalites are on video. Yes. Uh, it just the only thing that's in question is what's the explanation,
0: if there is one. It and is. Yeah, you're right. It is interesting that we actually don't know. Yeah. Most people say it's headlights, but there are other like willow wispy, gassy, uh, type lights. A lot of a lot of the
1: locals say that yes, most people are seeing headlights, and that a lot of Marfa lights are just are just that. It's right. headlights. It's campfires or other things, other fires. It's other lights. Uh, you know, keep in mind, this is rugged terrain. There's lots of farms and stuff. It's a lot of private property. Yeah. Um. So people could be out on like ATVs, driving around. You could see stuff. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you get it. So there's lots of, there's lots of, uh. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of the stuff that people see are headlights or other kinds of lights that are easily explainable. But most of the locals say that despite that there's other lights that they see routinely um that don't fit the profile of right. headlights and don't fit the profile of uh of lights that are human made. But you know, if you take t- if you think about like break down the mirage angle, okay? Yeah. Let's talk about Brian Dunning's uh mirage Uh, hypothesis here yes the way that a superior mirage works uh is light bends as it goes through the changing densities uh with a typical mirage you know usually what you have is you have a a layer of cold air on top of a layer of warm air uh and what it looks like is the mirage is lower than the actual object right so this is how people in the desert see sometimes Uh, they think they see like an oasis Mm -hmm. because it's just the sky. It's the horizon basically being projected down. The light
0: rays are reflecting lower than right. what, what a super mirage that the technical term is a, uh, a fat Morgana, which I don't want to be confused with. That's what people tend to call you when you cosplay as your favorite league of legends champion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fat, fat uh, Morgana. Um,
1: Though, Art, I'll point out... Or that your Marvel vs. Capcom, your favorite character to play, Morgana. Yeah. <laughs> every t- I cosplay as a lot of different characters. Uh, but one thing I'll point out about a Fata Morgana, Art, is that it's a very specific type of superior mirage. That's right. Uh, and uh, this, uh,
0: the Marfalites probably aren't a Fata Morgana. It's derived from the Italian term after the Arthurian sorceress Morgana Le Fay. Mm-hmm, that's true but Um, uh yeah because you it's an optical phenomenon there's like a certain
1: atmospheric thing you have to have this like specific tunnel of of air right whereas just a regular superior mirage just has to be air of different densities on top of each other
0: yeah yeah i mean uh i don't know andy do floating orbs really like are you like really into floating orbs <laughs> I mean, like, 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 I don't know. Like, do floating orbs really like wet your whistle? You know what I'm saying? Um, are they you smoke your brisket? Like, are you a- do they remember the Alamo? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they don't really long my horn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, floating orbs. Yeah, <laughs> so what you're really saying is okay, they don't really sweeten my tea, right? I get what you're saying. Uh,
1: they don't really drill my oil. <laughs> They yep. don't they don't frack me. <laughs> I'm not getting fracked by these <laughs> lights. Would I would I travel to Marfa just to see the lights? They don't open carry a
0: broadsword. <laughs> Which is legal in Texas. Totally legal. <laughs> it's uh,
1: pretty cool. Would I go to Marfa to see the lights? Probably not. Especially I especially, have some other things I'd like to do if I ever visited Texas first, but maybe. If I was in Texas, Texas is fucking big. And West Texas. Yeah. I'm not going to say like, oh, I was in Houston and I would drive <laughs> the whatever 10 hours it probably takes to drive to Marfa from yeah. Houston. Uh, but if I was in West Texas for some reason and I had a chance to stop there, yeah, I would probably stop. It would be fun. It's not like I'm going to fly into Midland and drive to to Marfa just to see yeah. the Marfa lights, especially, especially after this research. Sorry, Mr. B. But- it feels like it's probably just a bunch of car headlights and regular astronomical phenomenon. Uh, and because it's in a desert and there's wild variation in the temperature of the air, crazy variation. Uh, so they end up with, you know, at dusk, you know, air is heating up. There's cold air on the bottom. And then it's, this is just what's happening. There's lots of traffic. People think they're seeing stuff and it's just, it's just things being out of place because of mirages.
0: Um, yeah, and I think I didn't even consider the profit idea, the the idea that like to save a struggling small town, they would capitalize on this strange phenomena and set up like a viewing booth. I'm sure they're like you could go there and like pay some group to take you to the the real spot for the Marfa lights and maybe you will see one.
1: Yeah. And so, that's cool. So Marfa's interesting because modern day Marfa, today, the Marfa of today is like Kind of a hipster paradise. Oh, really? Uh, so An artist, a minimalist artist from New York uh, bought up the land that used to be the Marfa Army Airfield that they discontinued using pretty much after World War II. Oh. Uh, and, like, turned all these buildings into, like, had studios and stuff and, like, formed this Chinati Foundation. Oh. Um, and so Marfa, outside of Marfa... You probably have seen this. There's like a fake Prada store filled with a bunch oh, of fake Prada products. I and did stuff. see that. Yeah, and that's outside of Marfa. And so there's like lots of artists in Marfa. Like it's uh, it's huh. kind of a hot spot for dining and stuff too. In really? Yeah, it's weird, but it's a very small town. There's only like it's like fewer than two thousand people live there. Oh wow! So it's
0: very small. It's kind of like uh, what's that Hilderberg uh, project in Detroit that we visited? Yeah. I forget eh. the name of it. The, the project like Bilder, not Bilderberg. I didn't say Bilderberg, I said Hilderberg. Hilderberg. <laughs> uh the <Hinderberg>. Hindenburg. Hindenburg. <laughs> I don't remember. It, it's the project where there's artists in Detroit buying up houses, abandoned houses, and yeah. turning them into like living art projects that you can just like walk through and drive around and there's like stuff all over the yards that they've painted and done and um We visited it when we were in Detroit. Yeah, I would go to neat. it if I was if you're into the Detroit area, check it out. It's neat. It was neat. Um
1: Heidelberg project. Heidelberg. I was close. Yeah, you were close. You poisoned the well by saying Hindenburg.
0: Yeah. Or I call everything. Hindenburg. Yeah. I get confused.
1: It's a disaster.
0: That's that fucking Zeppelin that went down, right? That's right. Um No, I say that about everything. You yeah. were like, oh man, nine eleven, I'm like, when that fucking Zeppelin went down, huh?
1: I'll never forget where I was when that
0: balloon blew up. <laughs> Yeah, that dirigible, boy, the day that will live in infamy. Am I right? When that fucking zeppelin crashed in the December seventh, <laughs> boy. Um, I do love how everything really, truly is bigger in Texas, though, right? Mm-hmm. Flatwoods monster, fucking Flatwoods monster happens, and that family gets ostracized for years before they accept it, right? Fucking Texas, they're like, fuck yeah, there's aliens coming here. Of course, why wouldn't they? It's fucking Texas it's marfa texas why wouldn't they come here yeah <laughs> hell yeah the Marfa lots are here i don't know where they are but they're here i've been probed <laughs> i love it i've been probed 85 times <laughs> since last
1: month i get probed twice a day the probes are bigger down here this is texas <sighs> i can't sit down anymore and i have constant diarrhea welcome to texas <laughs> i'm the governor <laughs> Governor of Texas. Yeah, I love it.
0: I appreciate it. I like that they're into it. Yeah. No, I think that it's fine. I mean, I I say hell yeah, Martha. (laughs) You support fucking Martha Texas? Give me a hell yeah in the comments. Martha Texas. (laughs) Martha Texas. Martha
1: Texas, my uh, third grade teacher.
0: I've never been to Texas. Um, Seems like a lovely place. I never have been either. I would love to travel there one day. See what's up. Maybe someday we'll go. Maybe we'll go visit the Marfa lights. Yeah.
1: Maybe someday we'll go back to Detroit and visit the Marfa <laughs> Um, I don't blame them if they for talking this up, you know, and I for supporting the myth of the Marfa lights. That's
0: way more fun, even if we don't believe it. Even yeah. if people want to come along and be like, "Well, that's actually there's a uh, Fatima Morgan. <laughs> I have been in there and." It's a super mirage. There's a,
1: there's a fat ass Morgana down at the Mulva.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very a goth looking sorceress from League she's, of Legends. She's she's eating a party sub from Subway.
1: Goodness, shouting about how the lights are just headlights.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's people who want to shut it down, but I say fucking go for it. Have fun. Yeah. Every other goddamn tourist trap city. Makes a big deal about their natural. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing as like having a cave. Yeah, you know, you go, you go to places in Kentucky. They're going to talk about their cave systems. Yeah, go have fun with it. Sell your little town, and keep prospering, Martha. Martha, <laughs> that's what I say.
1: Yeah, we liked we liked the Flatwoods monster, and we like that Flatwoods, West Virginia, embraced the monster. Eventually, yes, and it has a festival now. Yeah, like I say, kudos to Martha for going in on this because it makes a town special it doesn't it's not harmful it's just weird lights and that's the thing is i don't think most people even think that it's it's not even anything sinister or oh. whatever it's
0: just it's just it's lights yeah it's weird lights yeah and they don't want some fucking big ass science egghead poindexter ass uh city slickers coming down and telling them what to think like that old lady in the video in the research yeah The granddaughter of Ellison. Ellison's granddaughter, yeah. She's this old, wrinkly lady, and she's like, well, you have your fucking opinions, I have mine. This is Texas, I'm open carrying a broadsword.
1: She's like, you can show me all the scientific data you want, they're not fucking car (laughs) headlines.
0: I love it. I just, I love it. The brazen just like, fuck you. Yeah. This is our town, shut up. And that's part of the, I think that's part of what makes it still
1: a mystery in a way, is that people just are so intractable. (laughs) <laughs> that they refuse to believe <laughs> They're so Stubborn. this overwhelming amount of evidence at this point. I mean, and in her defense, her grandfather told her that he saw it in 1883 before there were car headlights. It's a family thing. But I mean, he thought it was an Apache campfire. It probably was a fucking campfire. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> Mirages didn't, don't just affect car headlights. He could have been seeing Venus. He could have been seeing Saturn. He could have been seeing Jupiter. He could have been seeing a campfire.
0: He could have been saying an owl. With a light attached to it. Is that Barn Owl? Hello. Hello, Andy, it's me,
1: Barn Owl. Uh, Barn, what do you think about the... Who do you think would go to the trouble of putting lights on an owl?
0: I think. Under its feathers. And hear me out. Okay. Could be the Flatwoods Monster. (laughs) How did I know? This could have been a Flatwoods Monster sighting in Martha, Texas. Mar... Marfa. And I have set up camp outside of the fake Prada store to hunt down the Flatwoods Monster. They have the Mulva... I have the flatwa. <laughs> the flat... The the flat... The flatwa. I have the fallopian. The flat viewing area? The flat... Or is... I have the fallopian station. Okay. They have the MOVA, I have the fallopian because station. Because you're trying to impregnate the Flatwoods monster. That's right, Andy. And I'm going to find it. You know...
1: You this know, is a clue. You know if you impregnate the Flatwoods monster in its fallopian tubes, assuming that it has the same <laughs> human anatomy, that that... Pregnancy will likely have to be terminated. I don't know what is under
0: the Flatwoods Monster skirt besides a big and honking... fulva. <laughs> fulva? The Flatwoods Monster is much like Carmen Santiago. Always so elusive. Always traveling all over the world. And I will find her. Always wearing a big trench coat and a hat. <laughs> With terrible claws. Bright red, scarlet red. Beautiful flowing hair. Done up in a cow. Anyway, Andy, I have to get back on a plane to Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's been nice seeing you. You're quite the world traveler yourself, Barn. Who knows where she'll appear next? I'm hoping Paris. The city of <laughs> Marfa lights. No. city of a different kind of lights. Yeah.
1: The Marfa lights are just in Marfa, Barn. Oh, oh. bye, Barn. He left. Oh.
0: Jeez, I missed him again. Yeah,
1: it's too bad that you had that emergency diarrhea.
0: Yeah, Oh, uh, that's what you get. Yeah. You know, the food at the bunker, Mr. Bunker's University of Time cafeteria was not good. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, all
1: we had today was just a bunch of pickled food that was pickled with me.
0: <laughs> that's true. Pickled with Andy juice. Um, You know, uh, where,
1: where, where were we on before Barnes showed up? We were talking about the possibility that it's an owl with lights yeah. under its feathers. Ah, uh, I mean, which makes it does really make me wonder. Barn didn't have a very good answer because he just said it was the Flatwoods monster. Yeah, But uh, why would anyone think that someone else would take the time to I don't know. rig up an owl with lights under its feathers <laughs> and then just let it go? <laughs> I mean, what kind of a weird
0: people do weird shit, Andy? I yeah. don't know what to tell you.
1: <laughs> just the thought of somebody taking an owl and putting lights like christmas lights under its feathers <laughs> and then just releasing it back into the wild is just very comical to <laughs> me
0: and i was like fuck uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy yeah uh i don't know some bird freak who lives out in the desert yeah some desert bird freak <laughs> um you know andy marfa the city of lights uh i don't know have we traversed all there is to traverse here i mean unless you want to talk about the dinosaurs i mean i don't i mean there's literally that is literally i mean it's literally just a dude being like it's a lie it just is a big old lie he's
1: like i think this is what it is but to be honest with you you shouldn't listen to me I admire his honesty to admit that he's never had any scientific training (laughs) and that the only other time that he went to look for living pterosaurs and pterodactyls, he came up completely empty handed. This is my wheelhouse. That's what I'm going to say it is. Yeah, this is my thing. (laughs) I wish that were true, though. That That would be cool. Yeah, that there were bioluminescent dinosaurs.
0: Um. Yeah, if dinosaurs still existed, I mean, who the fuck, you know, that'd be crazy. That would yeah, that would really shake up the whole world, huh? Yeah.
1: I just don't, I'm not, I can't believe it.
0: No, I. But it would be fun. Why don't we give our verdict on like, you know, obviously I think neither of us are convinced this is anything extraterrestrial or even paranormal. Am I right or am I wrong? In no, you're that? right. I'm not convinced. Yeah. So why don't we maybe uh, also, you know, you could still give your verdict on that because we got to. Gotta give it. We'll give you the whole enchilada. But you know, maybe we'll give our verdicts too on what we think the most plausible explanation for this. The scientific explanation for this. Is it a super mirage? Is it piezoelectricity? But yeah, the piezoelectricity, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like the dinosaurs, except it's an
1: actual real scientific phenomenon. Yeah. That's been documented. But there's just no. I mean, it's just it's just a hypothesis, really. Yeah. The testing of it. Even though James Bunnell's done like tons of, of stuff and recorded all kinds of data, I mean, he just doesn't have a lot of evidence that it is right. piezoelectricity. Right. He just doesn't, he just thinks that the lights are too, they do too many
0: different things
1: to be car headlights. Right.
0: And he has a point. There sure. are ones that wisp around and dance. Yeah. And uh, tickle the imagination. Or do they? They do the can-can.
1: Or do they? Or do they? Are people just misremembering this? Michael Hall in the Texas Monthly piece, he he says he remembered them dancing and splitting apart and coming back together. And then he goes to look for the lights uh, when he's writing that piece. And he goes to the Mulva and he's watching. And all they do is just go in a straight line. And it's very clear to him that he's looking at highway 67 and it's just the car headlights.
0: (laughs) Well, don't you, didn't you say you have to go to a different spot than the mulva? Like the mulva is like a tourist trap.
1: Well, that's what, that's what Kerr Mitchell said is that it's the mulva is a tourist trap and that the real lights are out there other places. But I think here's what I, here's my take on that. I think that Kerr Mitchell is being truthful when he says that, that when you go to the mulva, The way the is situated, it's pointed right at Highway 67. There's another highway
0: too, or a highway Highway, that leads into... Highway 90, yeah. Yeah, like our
1: Yeah, uh, Marfa's at the intersection of 67 and 90. Right. And so a lot of people are seeing the lights that are on 67 and 90. Yeah. uh, And I don't think that that's even that controversial to say. Uh, And I think Kerr Mitchell's being truthful because he's saying he can go out, you know, on the Mitchell flat and see Marfa lights where he can't see the highway. Right. Um, And I think that he's being truthful when he says that, but you know, there's so many other lights that it could be because I mean, there's no, there's no light pollution probably. So you can probably see astronomical lights very well. Um, You could be seeing again, people with ATVs, you could be seeing small fires. You could be seeing lots of stuff. Um, People with flashlights, I mean, who knows what you're seeing um, out there. Just because it seems empty doesn't mean that it is. And the way that a mirage works, I mean, depending on how the light's bending, if the light bends in a certain way, it can just keep... You could be seeing something that's really, really far away. Right. Because it'll just keep falling down, following the curvature of the Earth. It keeps bending around the curvature of the Earth. So, you know... I I don't know. I think I think even if he that he's being truthful, but there's probably an explanation.
0: Okay. Well, Andy, why don't you let us know what your verdict is on this topic?
1: All right. So, I'm going to go case closed. Ooh. No surprise on anything paranormal. Um so I'm talking I'm talking ghosts. I'm talking UFOs. I just don't find anything uh, I'm talking dinosaurs even. Uh I just don't think that it's uh it's 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 very plausible like I would give those the lowest uh, rating in my rankings of possible things here. Um, okay. Probably the next the next thing is um I really wanted to believe piezoelectricity cuz it's kind of cool. Right? And tasty. Rocks yeah, and delicious. Rocks rubbing together Getting charged up, oh yeah, and then just shooting their wads into the sky, yeah. That's sexy, rock sex. That's sexy. That's hot. That's very uh, electric. Um, and then those things just bust all over the landscape in Marfa, and that's very cool. You're very looking sexy.
0: at literally, uh, <laughs>
1: you're looking big at big old balls of
0: electricity. Yeah, you're looking at the discarded splooge of two rocks having sex. Right,
1: fat. <laughs> Their big fat balls, wad, just c- busting up through the earth, coming all over Marth- Marfa. And I wanted that to be true—the
0: <laughs> backside of Marfa.
1: Yeah, just all over Marfa's back. Uh, I wanted it to be true. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you're lucky,
0: Marfa's front.
1: This is—I mean, this would be—if that was true, that'd be a nice heirloom. Uh, a nice pearl necklace you can hand down from generation to generation, but it's just so, it's so, it's so nebulous. Yeah. There's not a lot. So I, I think that, I think that piezoelectricity is, I'll give it, just because I am so convinced by car headlights, I'll, mm, mm, oh, I'm debating on what to do here. I think it's, I think it's the most uh it's the better it's better than the the supernatural kind of explanations. But I'm going to say case closed it's not piezoelectricity.
0: Ooh.
1: I'm going to say I might eat my words on that a delicious wow. dose of piezoelectricity. Yeah. Uh I'm going to say case confirmed it's car headlights. It's, just car headlights. It's other lights. It's campfires. It's it's uh, naturally occurring astronomical phenomenons. I mean, even Linda Armstrong, she saw Venus. That's it. She just saw Venus for three weeks, and she thought it was a Marfa light. And she's lived there a long time. Yeah. So I have no reason to suspect that lifelong Marfa residents wouldn't also make the same mistake. Yeah. And you throw in that you throw in that there could be a, a mirage and. So it'll look a little bit different. It'll look like it's hovering above where it should be. Uh, And maybe you see see two, but then the light, you know, as Venus is moving, the light shifts and the layers of air change and they, two become one as it rectifies itself. I mean, that's what it is. It's mirages. Okay. And most of it's probably like man-made lights. I mean, there's no evidence to suggest that anybody who experienced this in the 1880s actually told anybody about it in the 1880s. <laughs> That's all. It's all just folklore. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than, uh, Apache
0: saying that it's a, it's a ghost. Right. You know? Okay. That's your verdict, Andy. That's my verdict. Um, case confirmed. Case confirmed. You know what? I mean, what I have written down. Okay. Is plausible quark. Because I've never seen it for myself. Okay, and you know it. what? You know, I want to give the city of Marfa. I want to give them a little smidge. But plausible quark is, you cannot get any smaller than plausible quark. Right, that's that's as little plausibility as it gets. Um, You're almost case closed at that point. Pretty much. You know, I'm just really doing it as a way to say, hey, you know, to stay in the good graces of Marfa, Texas. Because when I go down there. You want to be treated like a king. I want to be treated with some respect. Right. They're open carrying broadswords. Right. I don't want to get my head chopped off. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to get my own broadsword. Yeah, you should. You're going to be in Texas. <laughs> just show up with a fucking broadsword. Hey, what's up?
1: <laughs> uh, don't, no, it's not a big deal. You don't have to get one. They they have broadsword dealers at every airport in it's Texas. It's like
0: when you go to Hawaii and you get a lay. Right. They just <laughs> give you a broadsword. And you a broadsword. <laughs> Welcome to Texas. <laughs> Here's your broadsword. Here's your broadsword. And your Whataburger. Hey, it's me, Bill Angfell. Welcome to Texas. Hey, here's your broadsword. <laughs> uh, plausible quirk. I mean, you know, just because I haven't seen him for myself. I want to okay. go see him. See what's up. Plausible
1: but quirk what?
0: That there's something other that than that headlights in- and gas. Okay. Headlights and naturally occurring gas balls.
1: Headlights and gas. <laughs> headlights and gas. <laughs>
0: um you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I'm no science boy, so yeah. I can't uh if they tell me there's no research to prove it's piezoelectricity, then I can't I'm not gonna sit and say, Well, it is piezoelectricity. I don't fucking know. That's the first time I've ever heard that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do I know? <laughs> uh I mean, I
1: James Bunnell himself even admits yeah. that. He doesn't. He can't prove that. Right. That's just his suspicion right now. Right. It's a hypothesis. He needs more testing to be able to
0: support that. But that's what he thinks. Everything points to headlights and mirages. Right. Yeah. You know. So that's what it most likely is. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually look real quick at the the new and improved uh, bunker scale version 2.0 done (laughs) for us by our great friend. Mr. justin link justinlink.com justin link photography google it young link on instagram go look at his photos great photos um anyway he created a brand new bunker scale I'm gonna go with uh highly plausible that it is car headlights and gas mirages okay some kind of gas natural gas or something causing some sort of highly
1: weird. plausible that's
0: pretty much so I am on both ends of the spectrum here I am on plausible quark for it being anything else yeah and highly plausible that it's something else okay, okay. And that it is like science and headlights and explainable phenomena okay I got gotcha. you so I am almost positive I am almost there on case confirmed right yeah you're you're very close so anyway you're edging I am edging on both ends I got it on both ends, baby. Oh, baby. Listeners, that was Andy and I's verdict on the Marfa Lights. Let us know what you think. Yeah, tell us. Give us your verdicts. Uh, use the hashtag Marfa, my, dear. Marfa, my dear And let us know what you think. Uh, send us your thoughts using that hashtag on Twitter at MrBunkerPod, on Instagram at MrBunkerPod, on Twitch at MrBunkerPod, mm. on YouTube at mm. A long string of numbers and letters because we don't have a custom channel yet, but find Just us. Just search YouTube. Mr. Bunker. Search for Mr. Bunker. You'll it's find a conspiracy it. Conspiracy Time Podcast. And email us, Mr. at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Andy. Now, some people say that these glowing lights, these glowing orbs, are ghosts. Yeah. Of lost Spanish conquistadors, right? Or ghosts of someone beheaded, uh, a, a a person carrying a lantern beheaded by a train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's his ghostly lantern flickering in the night. Right. My question to you, Andy, is: Let's say you die in some way. Mm-hmm. Now, years later, people see your ghostly lights out in the distance. How did you die, and what? And for what reason do people suspect that the ghostly lights are your uh uh incorporeal remains? Um visiting us from beyond the grave. That's a great question. Um the way that I, w- The
1: way that this would happen to me, Art, is um um I'm a bit of a night owl. Oh, are you? Yeah. Huh. Uh, I'm naturally not I'm very I'm not naturally not a morning person now. See,
0: I know this about you, but listeners don't know this about you, but I know this about you. Is that you wake up at the crack of fucking dawn.
1: I've I've mostly
0: out of necessity.
1: I've adapted in life, but naturally I tend to be more of a night owl. Okay. Um, so
0: we're saying this at a time in my life where I've been staying up till four in the morning playing video games Yeah, and sleeping till noon or one.
1: And that could be me, but (laughs) it's not. Um, so I'm, I, I, the way that I would die is that I would get shot, uh, Multiple times uh, because I would be out walking uh, at night and do you ever do this thing? I don't want to sound like a criminal, but do you know if you can, if you, if it's dark and you can see inside someone's home, do you look Maybe. I do all the time.
0: When I'm driving by a house, yeah, I'll look.
1: I if I'm if I'm walking the street and I can see inside your apartment, I'll look. And it's mostly because I just like I'm interested in how other people live. You're a people watcher. How'd you set up this space? You know, where's your stuff inside? What are you up to? What you watching on that TV? Oh, you playing a video game? Which one? Uh so nothing sinister. But Let's say something weird catches my eye and I pause for a second. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? And then <laughs> I'm dead. Wow. So the thing, there would be two two little lights in the distance. They would be my eyes. My peeping eyes.
0: You're a peeping Tom.
1: And they'd call Andy's Peepers.
0: <laughs> Andy's Peepers wow that's something
1: and it would always be you the only times that you would see them is when you turn off the lights in your house and you look out the window Ooh, that's creepy yeah you okay. would never if you were outside in the dark you would never see them yeah but if you're inside your house and you turn off the lights
0: there they are that's fun that's a fun caveat I like that, Andy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm a pervert. <laughs> you're the you're the perv lights. That's the other perv lights. Andy's peepers. Pervalites. Yeah, I'm calling. No, those. You get a pervalite yeah. life supplement. <laughs> life <Pervolife> insurance
1: <laughs> for only sixty nine dollars
0: a day. <laughs> Cover all your stuff from those peeping ghost andys. Um. Listeners, that was the Marfa Lights. The Marfa Lights. Um, Andy, any last words for the city of Marfa and or the Marfa Lights? Marfa Lights,
1: if you're listening, <laughs> keep it up. You're doing a great job. Uh, people love you. Uh, we're all supportive. Uh, if you're the city of Marfa and you're listening, broadcast this podcast. Uh In public, 24 hours a day, seven (laughs) days a week. Uh, We think you're doing great things. Keep up the festival. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's fun. Good job embracing a fun part of your local story and making it a cool thing.
0: Beautifully said, Andy. Well, anyway, that's it for us. For the titular Mr. Bunker and for my orbicular co-host, Andy Hart. (laughs) Very Very appropriate. I'm Arthur Stone saying that was the whole enchilada yummy